Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! We gonna do what they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch your bandit run. Hello, Southern Middle Tennessee. I can't believe it, but it's already our last show of the week. Uh, quick week. We weren't here Monday. Tomorrow, Inside Middle Tennessee with Jim Ross, this time, this station. So, here we are. Uh, there, we are. Uh, what we found coming back out of the 4th of July is that, I mean, election season is on. We are in the final run here from, from here to August 4th. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. All right. And dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. All right. Regular special guest dude, uh, Debbie Matthews, how you doing? Good morning. And regular special guest dude, Chris Chumley, how you doing? Good morning. I just want to say real quick, contrary to some belief, I am a conservative. That might be a shocker to some people. Yeah, I, I understand that somebody was saying that was a closet liberal out there. The Lord oh, have mercy. Uh, there are some loony tunes loose in the world. Um, that the, just, There are conservative liberals. Huh? Well, I'm a conservative Republican then. Joe Manchin type. Joe Manchin just needs to switch parties. Yeah. It's coming. It really, it has to. Yeah. After all of this oil that went to China out of our reserves that was documented yesterday. Can we oh, trade him for Liz Cheney? Where did you get that conspiracy from? There's no conspiracy theory, Jim. I meant we, she's, she's our right. reserved oil went to China. So I'm not happy about it. I think it's an impeachable offense. And that's the first thing they need to do in November. Mark my words. He sent our reserve oil that is like <laughs> the most valuable resource right now to China. So... Welcome to America. Another conspiracy theory, something else. Coming from a guy that whose party had the Russia hearings from 2016 on, and now this January 6th stuff with a person giving hearsay testimony. Yeah, speaking, conspiracy theories, Mr. York. Conspiracy theories. Russia, Clayton uh, Sapiva said she's one of the state Russian TV anchors over there. They said they don't think they're going to help Donald Trump again because he degraded Putin uh, the federation of, of Putin over there so they don't think they're going to help Donald Trump if he runs in 2020 oh, because that, that's why Hillary hey, lost right Mr. York you know what I think is very funny the fact that the Democratic Party says in 2016 it was totally overthrown there was all this and that going on but then all of a sudden 2020 was the most uh, perfect perfect election, no fraud, no nothing. All right, isn't it funny? Boy, yeah, how it changed in four years. Belts. Even the even the Republicans that Trump tried to sway to throw the election had 
done a better job in 2020. 2,000 meals, Jim. I'm going to pay you $100 to your favorite charity if you will re- just watch 2,000 meals. Don't look at trash, Debbie. Don't look at trash. Let me tell you. You watch CNN every day, don't you? Oh, boy. You watch CNN every day, don't you? You do know that, that the technology that they used in 2000 Mules solved a crime in Atlanta of a shooting of a little eight-year-old African-American girl. So the technology, this is this is what police and FBI use. This is not trash. It's, you need to watch the movie. It's the same, comp- it's the same company. I will send you the DVD. We'll have a watch party. Bill Barr to send me a note, I'll look. <laughs> at it. Bill Barr says it's trash. Why should I look at it? Bill Barr needs to watch 2,000 Mules. Again, it's the same It's the same <laughs> people that busted the North Carolina Absolutely. race that, yes. he, that, that Mr. York yes. mentions all the time yep. about Republicans cheating busted. in North mm-hmm. Carolina. That's right. He's correct. They did cheat in North That's Carolina, right. and these same people called him. Absolutely. But because it doesn't fit Mr. York's narrative, it's just not real. Absolutely. No, Jim, this is the technology. These people. This is not a movie. A documentary or documentary or whatever you want. A movie's not always true. No, but the North Carolina. They busted. They busted Republicans in North Carolina for fraud, doing the same ballot harvesting, and they used cell phone technology to see who was there and followed them, and they did the same thing through uh, the election cycle. And the two cycles in Georgia for not only the presidential but the runoff Senate races. And then they overlaid those even to the riots. And they are seeing correlating cell phone uh, signals through there. You have to watch it. It's one of the best done things I've ever seen. Like they track folks going to the Capitol on January This is the same people that track that. It's the same technology, Jim. The problem is, is that they were able if to you find. Give me a note from Bill Barr to say it's worth watching. I'll watch it. If Jim, you give me a note from Bill Barr. Wait a second, Jim. Out of respect for me, wait, 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 Tris. Out of respect for me, Jim, I'm asking you to watch something because it's educational and worthwhile. He's not going to watch it. It doesn't support his narrative. It's not educational. He watches watches CNN and MSNBC all day. He's not going to do it. Okay, folks. Folks. He watches MSNBC and CNN. So in the audience, if anybody has not seen 2,000 Mules, please watch it for your own benefit you were not crazy this is what has occurred it is technologically and science-based watch the movie because the yeah. sequel to this movie is going to be 2000 arrest i promise you no that, yeah, like no you that ain't going to happen now. but well and, and i did 6th. i did read an analysis of the uh, methodology that they exhibited 2000 mules and it's quite sound um, and but this is the part where Mr. York tells us again that it was just staged. You know the moon landings weren't real; they were just done in California. Uh, so th- this is this is what you're up against, folks. Yeah, we'll see what Cipollone's got to say about the January 6 riots. Who's Cipollone? Oh, who hey, hey, who cares? Who cares? Nobody this, cares. This, you, people, cares. people that have nothing else to do but sit at home and watch this crap. Those are the only people that care. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. democracy in this country. Oh, just like, just like the Mueller, hey, just like the Mueller hearings, right? Just like the Mueller hearings, right? Oh yeah. Oh, let's forget about that because they weren't real. Well, nobody cares. Nobody cares. What we should be caring about. Page and a half summary of the, all the work that Mueller did, and it wasn't true. Well, what what is continues to be incredulous to me is that the you know the liberal media democrats are 
all in on the January 6th hearing, and Liz Cheney says that the purpose of the hearings is to keep Trump out of the White House ever again. And mm-hmm. and they've hired Hollywood producers to make it a great show and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Well, Trump's poll numbers have been going up That's during right. the Trump's rating. poll numbers has gone down to two. That's because you're watching Miss NBC and I CNN. That's because you look listen to that Republican propaganda. Keep watching C- fake news. Keep watching that fake news. Trump's poll fake numbers news. have been going up, and that was, I think, in a Harris poll. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, is that right? All right, folks, we've got somebody with us, uh, and uh, we, we, we always got to, you know, just sort of – Get get warmed up. Yes, we <laughs> did. On <Going> our way. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and uh, but uh, folks, Julie Kwan is with us. How are you, Julie? Good morning. Thank you for having me. And she Julie. is she is candidate for state executive committee, Republican Party. She's running against Angie McClanahan, who's the incumbent. Folks, this is the only hard endorsement you're going to hear Kennedy Broadcasting make in this election cycle. And, uh, Angie McClanahan, Angie McClanahan is one of these idiots who voted to remove three Republicans from the fifth district uh, ballot. Uh, uh, let's see who who are they? They, they were Rob Starbucks, uh, Baxter Lee, and. Uh, what, what's the Morgan latest? Ortegas. Morgan Ortegas. Morgan Ortegas. And, folks, this was a pure political move. The purpose of the state executive committee is to make sure that, you know, a Democrat doesn't get on the ballot, somebody who's not a Republican. Now, I think that's a slippery slope to begin with. I mean, we the people should decide who's a, a Republican, not the state executive committee. But... Nevertheless, Angie McClanahan, the incumbent who you need to vote against, uh, voted to remove three Republicans from the ballot. And even another a state executive committee candidate, uh, local lawyer, uh, what's his name, Debbie? David, David Cruz. David Cruz, who's a Republican, is Ronald Reagan. They threw him off for reasons unknown. Um, so now we get an appointee. Yeah. I mean, people. can you imagine what an appointee out of this executive committee is going to look like you know just another well well, i mean this is disenfranchisement this is well the most disturbed the only thing folks anyway let's let julie kwan talk because julie julie's from marshall county she's from lewisburg uh i have talked to her yeah she's the chairman of the republican chairman of the republican party in um, marshall county julie kwan and i've spoken with her personally she is says she's going to engage in no such skullduggery. <laughs> Julie Kwan, welcome to this program. Sir, first I want to thank you very much for your endorsement, uh, your encouragement, and your kind words. And I appreciate that you and many others support my candidacy and the way that I want to do the job if honored to be elected. So thank you very much for your for that. Uh, I sincerely appreciate it and um, and uh, and we'll hope to do um, if if honored with the the votes um, and the privilege to represent our district, will serve to the best of my ability. I do want to mention that I do not have any ill will or even dislike for the incumbent. While I do disagree with uh, strongly with some of her votes and stances, I don't really actually know her as a person, um, so I don't dislike her. I am sure that she did her best and has served her office how she sees fit. When I threw my hat in the ring, it wasn't with the mindset of running against the incumbent per se, but running my own race and to share how I would like to serve in that office of elected. Uh, and one of the things that I that I want to serve is um, 
is my approach to votes and viewing the issues within the Tennessee Republican Party, the county parties, and even how I see the RNC should should lead. It comes from the principle of seeing myself and other uh, county party officers, state executive committee officers, and RNC leadership not as elected management, who then is um, part of running the party from the top down, but as leaders elected to these positions by the people to represent them and be the worker bees. Um, my agenda, my to-do list for the county party uh, right now as chair and would be the same uh, if elected the state executive committee uh, is a reflection of uh, that I'm hired I'm selected by the people the conservative voters to spend my time doing the work they want me to do representing them so I look at every vote and every issue from the people's or the voters point of view and I see myself as one of those I, I don't see it as separate as okay I'm in I'm elected as chair and now I'm going to put my agenda or, or my personal um, agenda it's, it's what people want me to do so the directions I see it, it come from the grassroots I'm there to serve the grassroots and uh, leave as much control to the voters as possible so when it comes to the the sec on these three um the the three candidates that were removed the stand i took um and and the way you know that this is the way i would vote is because as county chair i was involved in that and i vouched for every single candidate and that's not an endorsement of those candidates uh when one um thank you for helping me with my technical equipment there um and uh, so the way i see that is when you vouch um it's not an endorsement you're simply giving testimony to they are republican to the various things they did in our county the the various things they did in our party that's evidence of them being republican so uh, and then leave it up to the voters uh that's that's what i that's why i took it is is it's the voters decision it's not for me to put my thumb on the scale and decide who's republican and who's not as long as there's plenty of evidence they're republican then it's up to the voters and so that's my position that's and it's not just what i promised i would have done i actually did that as party chair uh in my role as vouching she was not the only there we go folks and and let's do we're about to take a break here julie but and we certainly want to talk more with you on the other side uh but that's 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 the deal, folks. There is a cancer in the Republican Party in Tennessee, and I don't mean the Republican Party at writ large. I mean the hierarchy, the elected hierarchy. Uh, we've got the chair of the Republican Party uh, in Williamson County who's wearing it and driving it. She's uh, hired bodyguards, a driver, a car. Uh, the, the executive committee up there has voted themselves health insurance to the tune of 8000 bucks a year. Uh, this is this is bad, people, and uh, we need nobody's ever paid any attention to who's on the state executive committee before. But I submit to you now that who's on that state executive committee is the most important decision in election on the ballot, August fourth. Period. We've got to stop this, or we're in bad shape. Let's take a break. For 60 years, people all over Middle Tennessee have returned to Parks Motor Sales again and again because they get the best vehicles and best service possible. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for options. New Buicks, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and more. Then stop by 919 Nashville Highway, test drive a Buick, and see why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the Garbage Man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Hi, I'm Sheila Butt, former business owner and state representative running for mayor because we need strong leadership. We don't want CRT, higher taxes, unchecked growth, and unconstitutional mandates. We want safe communities and great schools. I appreciate the endorsement of the Murray County Republican Party, but I know that the most important endorsement is your vote of trust. Together, we will control growth and preserve the things that we love about Murray County. Paid for by the committee elect Sheila Butt, Jacob Love Treasurer. He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's bound to watch a bandit run. Okay, welcome back. Three News with a View, Thursday edition. Again, our last show of the week. Uh, tomorrow, this time, this station inside Middle Tennessee with Jim Ross. 
and we will see you Monday morning. I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Jim. Mr. York, you're turned off there. Good morning, everybody. There we go. Jim. We got you. All right. Regular special guest dude, uh, Debbie Matthews. How are you? Good morning. I'm so good. Uh-huh. I'm frog hair, as my aunt used to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and let's see. Chris Chumley is not present, so I don't know whether he's coming back or not. Uh, we have with us a very special guest, Julie Kwan. How are you, Julie? I'm well this morning. Thank you for having me. I'm enjoying getting to talk to, uh, to Murray County, Columbia here. Okay. The... Um, Julie is the chair of the Republican Party in Marshall County. She's from Lewisburg. Uh, she is running for state executive committee, Republican Party, for this district. She's running against Angie McClanahan. Uh, and, folks, this is now really the most important election on the ballot. Uh, vote for Julie Kwan uh, and because the Republican Party in Tennessee has, is – and I'm talking about the Republican lead, you know, the elected leadership. Uh, there, there, there's a cancer there that's got to be eliminated. Uh, and a further illustration is, you know, each uh, county or district is supposed to be able to nominate uh, a man and a woman to it's a man and a woman yeah. to uh, to uh, run for state executive committee member, right. and. Uh, here in Murray County, we nominated the Republican Party, nominated David Cruz. Yes. Well, the state executive committee rejected David as not a legitimate Republican, which is garbage. And But now they get to a point who our uh, male executive committee member will be. Folks, this is this is like Cuba. I mean, they, they, you know, well, how self-serving can you be? Reject the nominee so you can appoint the the member you want. I mean, th- this is this is this is dis- disenfranchisement, voter oppression. Uh, it's awful. And unless unless we eliminate this, uh, the Republican Party in Tennessee is. Is is it going to re- is going to recede? Hey Julie, how many how many people are on the SEC? Well, let's, let's talk yeah, about so that. Yeah, and Julie, let's 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 uh, let you talk. I just gave yeah. a little preamble. No, I'm there. so glad. But, but Julie, t- but tell us it, about tell us about the state executive committee and what you would like to do if elected. Well, I think that's a uh, it's a great question because uh, until this recent um, election with the fifth district, it it really has been kind of a. Uh, Unheard of. Uh, people haven't been, haven't known about it as well. Yeah, nobody, so, nobody knew. Nobody knew. No, nobody That's knew. right. Well, the, everything that I share is a question that I had because I had so much to learn as I got involved, and so I didn't understand. So I asked questions, and so now that's one of the reasons I'm running, and one of the things I enjoy doing is sharing the information. Because if we don't know how the party works, the county parties, the state party, the RNC, then we don't know how to get our voice heard, and we don't know how to make an impact. We don't know how to plug in and how to influence. And it just seems like the Republican Party is other, and here you know somewhere off uh, some ambiguous thing off in the distance and um, when I, what I share is also the way the uh, Democrat Party is set up in the state of Tennessee so the the Tennessee Republican Party State Executive Committee is um, uh, unpaid and usually a big title people say oh what are you running for I say Republican Party State Executive Committee woman and, uh, and it's a big title usually in corporate America big titles come with big money but this is an unpaid position it's, unless um, you're in Williamson County that's right well <laughs> <laughs> there are, and, and in Williamson County I'll say that they do have it 
there is some uh, I've thought about security <laughs> at times uh, I was at an event in Lewis County and someone showed up and uh, was ready to fight and was very aggressive and had to be pulled off and the police had to come so sometimes I think there are reasons to have some security but um, but as far as the state executive committee um, there are thirty there's one committee woman and one committee man elected for every state senate district we have 33 state senate districts in the state of tennessee so that's one committee man one committee woman for each state senate district so 66 members on the state executive committee um, they meet at least quarterly sometimes uh, more if there's something you know urgent and there's committee work in between there's various standing committees such as a new one um, from tw- uh, the december of 2020 an uh, election com- uh, Election Integrity Committee, oh, and there's and there, yes, it was needed. Uh, always hindsight, 2020, but uh, 20 in uh, December of 2020, they began the, to establish that committee. And there's fundraising committee. There's various committees. So there's committee work in between the quarterly meetings uh, to be prepared for those. Do things like set the bylaws that run the state party as well as the county parties. Um, elect a state chairman who is paid and runs the day to day. Hires the consultants, hires the office staff, and so forth. Um, the also we elect the two. RNC members. Now, I had always wondered, what is the RNC? I'd hear about the RNC, and, and it just seemed um, maybe so I would picture some big office building in D.C. I didn't know who the RNC were. Right. But well, Republic, we, Republican National Committee. Right, but who who's, who are those people? And uh, so I found out that that's one of the things the State Executive Committee does, is there are three RNC people for every um, state and five territories in D.C. So there are 56 uh, entities, 50 all 50 states, five territories in D.C that send three people to be the RNC. So there's 166 RNC members. And uh, so it's for the state chair for every um, every state is one of the three. And then the state executive committee will elect a man and a woman, a RNC committee woman and committee man. So that's a way that the state executive committee has an influence on the RNC. We send our three Tennessee, we elect our three Tennessee people for the RNC. So those are some of the things the state executive committee does. But to me, that's only half the job. What you do with the committee... Um, is half the other half is being in the district, um, attending your county executive committee meetings for the Republican Party, attending the meetings to meet the voters, the monthly meetings, staying in touch with the voters to say, hey, this is what's going on at the RNC and the Tennessee Republican Party, giving updates because the, the media does not give us positive coverage on the RNC and what they're doing or the Tennessee Republican Party. And uh, we shouldn't count on the media to give updates. That's our job is to be the, giving the updates back in the district. Um, and I commit to do that through attending the monthly meetings faithfully. Now, I've been in politics long enough, very little time, but long enough to know I'm not going to say I'm going to attend all the meetings because sure enough, um, you know, maybe if it snows, I'm not coming (laughs) or, you know, life happens, but I will faithfully attend most of the meetings. And that's one of the things I commit as well as an email newsletter you can sign up for on my website, julieforsec.com, social media and, and being present. So those are the ways I commit to staying in touch, giving updates, but just as importantly to receive feedback so that when there is a vote coming up. We um, it, recently there was a change that there's a registration fee for Republican um, which was candidates. the first thing that sort of when I got into service that was the first thing that came down from the SEC is they wanted to have a registration fee for you to right. run on the Republican ticket and yes. and the. The mindset behind that was that it would keep people that were not serious candidates off the ballot where there had been a flood of them. But we can see sort of how that worked. 
there's still know, there's uh, still plenty of people throwing their hat in the ring. Yeah. So so it's important to get that feedback from the the county executive committees uh, for the Republican Party because they there are bylaws that are voted, and I don't want to just hey show up and say guess what we've changed things on you. Well, I need to be in touch. I want to represent. I can't represent if I if I'm not there. So attending faithfully attending the uh, executive meetings, giving them updates, getting feedback on upcoming things. Same thing with the the general accounting meetings and uh, staying in touch through the email newsletter and social media and so forth um, so that I'm representing I'm in the district also coming alongside the county parties helping build I've really enjoyed building the grassroots party in Marshall County as chair this would give me a, the opportunity to help build the party come alongside uh, great people like Debbie Matthews here in Murray County um, Cody Mitchell in Lewis uh, the uh, Giles County uh, chair Morris. is Chris Morris and uh, and also in Spring Hill doing some things there because many people can't get back up I-65 I used to when we first moved back to Tennessee 2008 we lived in Spring Hill it's hard to go back up to Franklin for their monthly meetings so having something in Spring Hill uh, maybe once a quarter and I've already started talking to the Williamson County Republican Party so if elected there we want to bring some some Republican Party uh, directly to Spring Hill um, to get, to represent them and, and be in touch so that's a little bit of the view of the uh, state executive committee a little bit about what they do and a little bit about how I'd like to serve if I have the privilege Julie Kwan, we certainly hope you get that chance. And, <clears throat> folks, you know, nobody ever heard of the State Executive Committee before this election. Nobody dreamed that the State Executive Committee actually had the power to remove candidates from the ballot. I mean, that is just, you know, running for office is, you know, uh, it was American as apple pie. You know, uh, what's that What's that old movie with Jimmy Stewart? Uh, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Mr. Yes. Smith goes to Washington. Movie. Yeah, I, I mean, so. Gee whiz. But unfortunately, so, that's the that's true. And so we were asleep at the wheel, not really caring or knowing who our state executive committee members are. And we elect this bunch of dodos that engage in voter suppression um, uh, and um uh, and I, I think yeah, they have, uh, Debbie. I don't even give them the credit for. They say the idea behind those fees to run was that it would keep non-serious candidates off the ballot. I know it was just a way to oh, raise I, money. I, yeah, they just they carried it out the back door in suitcases. Well, yeah. they're, they're hiring drivers and armed guards and giving themselves health, health well, insurance. I mean, so can I, let let me get this straight. So those three clean candidates, up this mess. Vote for Julie Kwan. These three candidates that were kicked off the ballot. They were vetted previously when they first decided to run. Is that correct? Well, not quite. So this is this is the gist. Anyone can decide to run and you know throw their hat in the ring. They get their petition, twenty five you know names on the petition, pull their papers is is the way it's often referred to. But you get your petition, you turn it in, uh, you get your signatures. Now, they, when they are they turn in, the Republican Party accepts it. Um, there are the the rules, the bylaws A, B, and C, and it's A and or B and C, uh, B, C. So it's A plus B, or A, and what those are is A is to be um, active in your Republican Party um, by financial donations, um, volunteering, attendance. Also, there's a few other details in qualification A, including being a resident and being registered to vote and so forth. Um, B is to have voted three out of the last four primary elections, because here in Tennessee, in the Republican Party, um, here in Tennessee, we don't register Republican or Democrat, and really close Closing the primaries would solve um, some of the, a lot of this questioning um, and and 
being able to influence it by by personal opinions, um, because it would just someone would be a, a registered Democrat or Republican. Um, and then it's if you don't have that three or, uh, three out of four, it's or C, and that's the vouching process. Um, and the vouching is um, to give testimony. Um, evidence and your word of why that person is a Republican. And all three of the candidates that were removed um, had had plenty of that. But that's only, all, all that comes into and, play and only if someone is contested. Julie, so the, the, everyone yeah, is accepted, the, and then the, only the people who are contested have pity, to go through that, the, the pity, that process. The pity of it all is this is the first election cycle where that process has been used. And this isn't one of those things where, you know, over time it became corrupt. It, it was corrupt just straight out of the, the gate. It's a well, loser. It needs to be dropped. I agree. And um, one one note of interest is that it's actually been there and been used. We've had people contested on that uh, numerous across the state prior. It was changed slightly this year, uh, the way it was voted, um, to confirm the vouching process. But it has been used in the past, and it has been there. But it has not been used at this level. And it hasn't been weaponized. Well, that, that may word. be true. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't know about that. But, but, um, but, yes, it has not been used at this level and in this way. Way. There were people um, beyond this fifth congressional district that has received so much attention who were contested across the state. Uh, many are restored, especially as they as long as they have the vouching letters, the testimony from within their counties. Hey, Julie, hold up. And that's the difference. Stop, in this stop right there. Process. There was fifty percent of Republicans that were contested, that were put out to pasture to be vouched for. 50% of that number was redeemed to be back on the ballot. The vouching process worked as it should be, except in this congressional race. Well, what about poor old David Cruz? Well, that's, they're saying that if you're wanting to be on the SEC, then you should have three out of three primary votes. And they're, yeah. that, that's, you know, what, I know, but. I mean, I know David. He's I know, a Republican. He is, well, he's one of the most conservative, ethical people that i've ever met you know this is ridiculous people this, it is this a frustration is, for many this is, this is like closing the primary it's like cuba so that all you about is committees and people selecting folks exactly the republican and so, gop that's ridiculous and so it's a, a person it's, is a citizen and they qualify and they want to run for a position they ought to be able to run that's and closing the primaries will address I, that I, and I it's been voted you know, unanimously and I don't twice that disagree with you julie you know maybe closing the primary that'll happen one day but in the meantime, this has got to be fixed. Well, that's going to be the march, is to get those primaries closed. I love it! Yeah. Keep well, it going! This, this has got to be fixed. <laughs> this has got to be fixed Come now. Democrats! Get closed primaries when we can get them. Yes. Right, I, think you still, I think you're still a long way away, Mr. York. It's going to be all right. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. I'm with Charlie. You know, Charlie Norman. I'm with Charlie. I'm with Charlie. Charlie Norman for Murray County Mayor. I'm with Charlie. You know, Charlie Norman. I'm with Charlie. Charlie Norman for Murray County Mayor. Charlie Norman, the only candidate with hands-on experience in county government. I'm Charlie Norman. I have proven Murray County experience, having served from 2014 to 2018 as your county mayor. I'm ready to address the needs of Murray County as we are one of the fastest-growing counties in the state. I would appreciate your vote. Paid for by the committee to elect Charlie Norman, Lyndall B. Fox, Treasurer. (laughs) 
At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia and Lewisburg. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry, registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. Hey, you want all new July Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery? They're heading this way. Oh, yeah. Grab four. These aren't peanuts. These tickets pay out big cash, like $500,000. We'll take four, please. Four July Instant Games coming at you. Uh, Miss, if you wouldn't mind passing these down. Snag yours today. Make a play for a big win this season with July Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. You'd be amazed to learn what one Tennessee lottery ticket can lead to. For you, it could be lucky, but for others, it could open the door to so much more. With more than $6 billion raised for education, the Tennessee Lottery has proudly funded over 1.5 million scholarships and grants. That means, on average, more than 130,000 Tennesseans every year continue their education just because you played. The Tennessee Education Lottery, game-changing, education-benefiting fun. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hiller's Home of the Free is back with more free giveaways than ever. This month, get a free programmable thermostat with select new HVAC systems, get a free home surge protector with a whole home generator, or enjoy a free water sensor leak detector with any tankless water heater. Better yet, we'll include interest-free financing and a free Happy Hiller Club membership with these purchases. Celebrate the home of the free with us at happyhiller.com. I'm a happy face truck today. Being a lifelong resident of Murray County brings an understanding of our community's needs and the issues we face. The challenge? How to manage a growing community while preserving its unique character and traditions. From bettering our children's education to building better infrastructure, we have our work cut out for us. But together, challenges become opportunities. I'm Jason Gillum, Republican candidate to be your state representative in Murray County. And with your vote, I'll be your workhorse on Capitol Hill. Together, we can do better. Paid for by Jason Gillum for state representative, Don Gillum Treasurer. 
Okay, we are back. The last segment of the last hour of this week for Three Dudes with a View. Hello, Southern Middle Tennessee. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Clayton Harris, dude number two. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. All right, regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. How are you? Good morning. I'm so good. Good to see everybody. And regular special guest dude, Chris Chumley. Good morning, everybody. And the most important race, and the only one in which Kennedy Broadcasting is going to endorse in this cycle, uh, State Executive Committee for this senatorial district. We have Julie Kwan on with us. Julie Kwan is running for State Executive Committee. She's from Lewisburg. She's chair of the Marshall County Republican Party. Julie Kwan, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, and I truly appreciate your endorsement and your encouragement. And I've enjoyed talking about the office and um, and about how I'd like to serve this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we've enjoyed having you. Uh, let's Clayton, Chris, or Debbie, y'all all uh, are chattering about what happened at City Hall last night here in yeah. Columbia. Uh, what did happen? So. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, Debbie has a lot more information on the details. I know that uh, Gabe Howard, he's running for uh, County Commissioner District 8, which is my district. And uh, this development of the Big Bear Bluffs is in his district. Uh, now, this, this would be... Uh well, let's see. It'd be uh, if you're going out Bear Creek Pike, it'd be. Uh, it's on the right. It'd be on the right, mm-hmm. just after you pass the Macatcher Bridge. Uh, well, it's a little bit further up. It's actually there's a light already researched. Imagine that to go in at Patterson to cut across to this new development. State's already approved it, which is very odd to me. Yeah, I'm just I'm in I'm in oddness right now, now folks. The, the, the thing that's, uh, you know. It, Whatever. I mean, well, I know, Gabe's Gabe's going right, go, go to go ahead. Tell yeah. us what happened. Last Gabe, Gabe is going to be on Monday to explain it in better detail. He's going to be here in person and and on air. Yeah, yeah he's a candidate for commission, but he's he's a, Gabe's against this development. He right? is against it, and he's been a a very big advocate um, against uh, uncontrolled growth. Right. Um, and so and, and I'm going to let growth, him explain. Growth it. and how to handle it is the issue. It is in, the issue in this in Murray County. And, and so and, and the, growth, well, the growth plan, which was done on my watch for I was there nine years. We said we can't continue this without a plan. So we enacted a plan, and the current plan has it situated correctly that Bear Creek Pike is an urban corridor density on an urban corridor or commercial property or whatever can be handled on an urban corridor where they got into trouble on this development is they tried to do the density completely stretching all the way over to Iron Bridge Road which is a uh, suburban corridor which means the density is a lot less than on a on the main thoroughfare right and so they tried to change the uh, growth plan in addition to rezoning and annexation. And so I think that the Planning Commission made the right decision last night, is that this was a little okay. bit overstepped. Uh, and so the Planning Commission turned it down last night? They denied it, yes. There, there were big crowds with uh, brooms and pitchforks. Yes. Which, uh, were anti-correct. Yes. That's what I heard. It was, it was full. It was a, about 100... I would say the room was full. It was about 100 people. 
uh, overflow into the lobby. A lot of us was were watching the and, camera. Out there. But now, Debbie, this this is not the end. No. Oh no. Well, first of all, I've never known a developer to pay ten million dollars before they go through this process. So this is really unusual, you know. And that just makes me feel like somebody gave them an assurance that this was going to be a done deal. Or they overstretched and knew that they would have to back out and come back down and that they're okay with the numbers at a lower density. Well, we'll see how that happens. Who is the developer? Do we know? Uh, I think it's Collier. Coulter was the guys there that were with the plans last night. Florida, is that right? Yeah, probably. Yes, it's from Florida. That's all I really know. So, you know, the, the, the thing is, is that you... You have your growth plan. You need to stay with your growth plan. But we have it in Columbia right now. We've run right over the top of all of that. So the density on Nashville Highway, when I was leaving the council, one of the last votes is it was six times the the density that we had set. You know, Columbia went through this. Columbia is still going through this because I don't think the people that live here, that own land here, know what they're worth at this time. But back then, you know, the city was so desperate for any development that they would just almost give them whatever they wanted. And so I just watched the run-up to that and was a lone vote on a lot of this density for many, many months because, you know, it was just too much. It's one thing when it's on the urban corridor, but when it stretches out, then it becomes suburban neighborhood and then uh, rural neighborhoods. And those densities are a whole lot different to protect the topography and the feel of how Murray County should feel. And if we want to become Williamson County, seeing rooftop, 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 you know, right now we're on the trajectory to do that. We need to stop it and say, okay, our worth is going to be, and this is what we're going to do. But to own, to slow growth, I don't believe we take personal property rights away because you buy it, it's your land. If you want to develop it, you should be able to do that. The only thing that's going to slow development is make it more expensive to do business here which is those impact fees right wow that would slow wow. something Isn't down that unbelievable that is this as simple as it is you protect personal property rights but if you're going to do business here you're going to pay for it and last night the only thing that drove me insane that i wanted to go up and say stop the developer offered six hundred thousand dollars to the county for schools which is not even eight positions of teachers with this amount no, I mean, that's it's a, just a job change yeah but we have to start saying if you've got 300 acres, 50 acres has to be given for a future school site and or a park. You have to give us X amount of acreage for this amount of density. And right now there is a bill, I think, a $5 million projection for property for future school sites. Well, this would have handled one of them if they'd given us a certain amount of, of land for the school. Other communities are doing that, but for some reason, we just haven't gotten to that place yet. And that's well, the state. a law in the real estate law in, in uh, a law in Tennessee. Uh, you know, I went to real estate school and every large section you're supposed to dedicate for public use, a school. Well, no, it's not it's not an automatic thing. It has to be requested. And you know, the guys at City Hall, you know, I learned about this from our our uh, our, uh, at the time, I think he's now finance. Uh, uh, our finance director, Thad Jablonski. Jablonski, yeah. Brilliant guy, and he knows where all of this stuff is because he's been in other communities and he has seen how we get developers to participate. And the thing is, six hundred thousand dollars is nowhere the number that it needs to be to participate. Oh gosh, no. That's... Right, but but fifty acres of land. 
on you know again on the on the future budgets for the schools five million dollars is just the real estate portion of that of, to buy land yeah, for future sites. A lot of people are going to have a lot of ideas. There's no doubt that there's a people are just running in circles chasing. Their well, and, and I can tell you what's not going to fix the problem: forcing the county commission to raise taxes 31 cents well that's just for what has been planned for the next five years right that would not cover I- anything on the other schools or this development yeah I right mean, we, folks, we have 18, we put 18 out of 22 commissioners are not running again right. for re-election right. you got a pretty good idea of what's going on those folks are saying oh hell i'm out of here and uh, they did just pass that tax raise and that is just to build the schools necessary to go along with this growth that didn't right. that didn't even pay to put teachers right. in them folks you know and the county, we're, we're hearing more ideas. everybody you know is an expert on what to do about growth and um so we're getting a lot of that you know like everybody became an infectious disease expert during right. covid and um <laughs> well you know, everybody's, everybody's there's an something out there that we but can this do. is the number one issue it in is. our local elections. It is. And, and it's follow your growth plan. A, it's there. The law is there. There is a frustration uh, going on because nobody really knows what to do. Well, and there is no consensus. And everybody's got a lot of magic ideas right. that, you know, are just usually well, what they I, are is magic ideas. Uh, I will tell you that what a concern of mine is, though, is that Columbia is becoming landlocked. And. Uh, Already, you know, already to get out, uh, you know, go up, uh, I mean, go up uh, 31, Highway 31 to Spring Hill and out across the old Saturn Parkway. I don't do it. No, nobody. I just I mean, don't do it. Yeah, it can take you 30, 40 minutes to get through If there you've ever days. seen the traffic numbers. And, and, and all these idiots, idiots, and I'm talking about elected leaders that who are not idiots all the time, who keep talking about wanting to four-lane the Bear Creek Pike, well, Hell, the the you know the Spring Hill Highway, the Nashville Highway is already four lane. It has been for years. You put a red light every hundred yards, it doesn't make any damn difference how much lanes you got. It's un- impassable. Well, they um, need at least the center and, lane so people don't ram each other from behind when well, you stop it, to make a left-hand turn. Well, but a few more wrecks might keep more people off the damn thing. Well, the thing. Columbia Columbia is going to be sure. harmed economically by becoming landlocked. Big time. Make, so if you if can you, make sure the folks they elect to the county commission know what they're doing, and I don't see how that's possible because they're all going to be newbies. Well, let me. And they're well, going to make mistakes and they're going to screw up stuff. Well, and uh, yeah, we're going to be in a bigger problem. So that so so. Well, that, but that's probably true, Miss York. But you can't blame these people who are getting out. I mean, well, they served. They don't want to be here when this hits. You well, know. The, a lot uh, of them served for a long time. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a marine saying that you never outrun your your slowest man. Right, because you want him to keep up. You don't leave somebody behind, and you travel as a team. And for so long, the county has been our slowest man, and the city has not been staying to try to figure that out. Well, it's because the city is swimming in money, and the county is well. Broke. Well, the county, the county. It's one thing if you sit and don't do anything for years to to deal with what it, it is, but the county's truly trying to 
handle this right now. You know, for a lot of times it was no for no sake. But right now the county's truly trying to catch up and trying to figure it out. And, and the, the city the, cannot operate separate from the county. What, what, the county cannot. what the county needs to do, no, they can't. But that's you're not going to solve that, do you? And, well, what, maybe what, I will. What they could do is, uh, you know, just to take all the schools that are in the city of Spring Hill, all the schools that are in the city of Columbia, and just take the keys and deliver them to the respective mayors. Say well, they're your baby now. You run. Well, them, then you we're going to withdraw our taxpayer p- portion that goes to the schools currently and, and pay it only to the city. That's not going to work, Dale. Well, the thing well, is, I don't know what you're what, talking about. What well, the county, the county as a city, I pay county taxes too. Boys. I pay county taxes just as you do in the county, the full but, tilt, but, but and that goes to live, schools. But any time you live live in the city, it affects the proportion of tax money that goes to the city as opposed to the county. When you no. live out in the county and not no. in the city, the county gets more money. No, I pay city taxes, and I pay the full tilt of my city taxes, and I feel, pay the full spectrum of my county taxes, which goes to the current school structure. So if you're going to pull Columbia out of that, Columbia City people are going to say, well, I'm not going to give to the schools in the county if I'm having to pay for the city schools. So that's not going to work. Yes, we- it, it works in Franklin quite well. Uh, Debbie Kwan. Uh, Julie Kwan. Julie Kwan. <laughs> he always says Debbie when he's mad at something. So, so, so and, trust me. Uh, it, it, it works in Franklin. It works quite well. And everybody keeps talking about how good school, their schools are. They, the city and county share the burden Because they have impact fees dedicated to school maintenance and school growth. Uh, Del, no, that, baby, the, that dog the, ain't the difference is uh, The impact fees capacity. for Williamson County. And, and this is part of it. I mean, every time Dick and Harry's got a different idea about what to do about growth, Boy, it's, it's not raising the taxes it's the of, of the multi-generational citizens right. of of this county. Well, in that, in that yeah, aspect, there's un- almost universal agreement that yeah. impact fees are needed. Well, uh, because, oh, I've been sitting over here saying impact fees. You said that dog won't hunt. That's no, what I'm I talking said, about. That's not what I'm talking okay. about, the dog won't hunt. Okay. Uh, we need impact. That, that's the one thing that there seems to be agreement on. Uh, that we need impact fees for uh, to pay for growth, and we need to fight. The Delta, all right, all right. Julie Kwan, we got one minute. Julie Kwan, what do you want to do as state executive? Progressive folks in leadership. Julie Kwan, what do you want to do as state executive committee member? Well, I exp- I would love to talk more about it. I'm having an event tonight in Hohenwall at 6 p.m. Meet and greet, and uh, showing 2,000 mules with Woo! free bike popcorn. There you go. Next, uh, so come on out. I'd love to meet and talk more about it uh, about the office and what I'd like to do. And next. Thursday in Spring Hill at the library in Spring Hill. Cake with a candidate. Love to meet and talk with you there. Okay, Julie Kwan, best of luck. Folks, vote for Julie Kwan for state executive committee member of this senatorial district. Get the mess cleaned up. Throw the rascals out. Have a great week. Have a great day. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Maybe Biden can make Philip 66 stop shipping oil overseas. I thought it was Putin's fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was still 66 big money. Smiley brother in the bar.